RPG fans, welcome to episode 32 of the Switch RPG Podcast. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Philip, and I'm joined by the voice of the people himself, Geo. What's up, man? The voice of the people. I absolutely love it every time you say it. Perfect. Perfect. The perfect ring to it. And we are joined, if you're watching live, you can see, by special guest Corey from Twitch. On Twitch, he's uh, RPG Reruns. Hey. How are y'all doing tonight? Doing great. Uh, first off, real quick, how long have you been streaming? Um, off and on for about I don't know, probably like two years. So nice. I did a lot of like Destiny off and on, just basically when I'd play. I did that. Then it's my New Year's resolution to be a little more, uh, how you say, uh, dependable on uh, a schedule <laughs> on, on the streaming. But yeah, so I've been doing it off and on for quite a while. Awesome. Well, it's great to have you on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first time listening, first of all, we want to welcome you. And second of all, we want to let you know that this is the show from SwitchRPG.com that brings you exciting news, upcoming game releases, and all the latest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch platform, as well as the others. And this week, we've got a stacked show for you. Just absolutely huge news we're going to be talking about the video game awards which will have already aired when you're listening to this on friday if you're an audio listener if you're watching live you'll know that we're recording the day before the video game awards so we'll be talking about what we think and you can judge afterwards if we were terribly wrong or if we were right on the money um then we'll, we'll, be, all... on, we'll be on the money for sure yeah it's hey, geo's always on the money mm-hmm <laughs> Then, ladies and gentlemen, we'll jump into listener questions, and finally, um, we'll talk about other stuff in uh, the side quest, including the shocking results from the poll last week. We'll get into that later. Anyway, let's jump right into the news. We're going to be talking Switch stuff first, and then we'll go broad with other platforms. Coming up first, let's talk Switch RPG Game of the Year. If you follow Switch RPG on Twitter, which you should be doing, you will know that we posted... First of all, on our website, we posted um, the Switch RPG Awards for 2018 that was compiled by our writer, Jeremy Rice, did a great job there. And then all of the polls are in a single easy thread to find on Twitter, as easy as Twitter can be. And uh, Gio, do you have that poll up or do you want me to read through it? Um, you're going to have to read okay, through okay, it. Okay, okay, that's fine. Because I was actually... Um again if you're watching live or whatever i had your name and Corey's name mixed up so i was doing some on the fly editing and they're all the look at this now. guy look at this guy all right okay so running down we've got best turn-based rpg uh we've got battle chasers night war darkest dungeon octopath traveler and south park stick of truth Corey, did you have a did you have a favorite there 
I I actually did. It was Octopath, but if you go by my uh, Twitter result, I fat fingered it and put South Park. <laughs> so, uh, I I saw I saw you calling for a, a poll edit earlier. I wasn't think, sure which I mean, one. It's, it's almost 2019, and we can't we can't edit a Twitter poll. Well, no. well we can't even edit a tweet, right? This, yeah, that's still not a thing. So no, it they stays. Should, they should allow like I don't know, maybe 10 seconds or something. It's like just fix yeah. a spelling error or whatever. Uh, (laughs) best for the record it was (laughs) best tactical rpg we got banner saga 3 disgaea 1 complete into the breach and valkyria chronicles 4 Corey, hit us with your favorite uh i went with valkyria chronicles on this one i agree i agree it was uh i never played the series i played the first one before it came out really enjoyed it and then uh yeah the four was just more more awesomeness Mm mm-hmm and and what was your thought on um, best turn based, Phil? Oh yeah, sorry. Um, I had uh, Octopath. I had Octopath there. Um, I'm, I'm the Lone Wolf, I guess. That's okay. I'm also gonna have to do some on the fly thing. I realized that I'm not logged into Twitter because I was gonna share the the leader currently for oh. each of these categories. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm actually logged on. I can give you that information right now. Okay. For best turn based RPG, it's Octopath at seventy six percent. Uh, it's kind of running away with that one. Um, myself, I voted for our uh, Battle Chasers. Um, I wasn't really... I mean, in terms of turn-based, I guess Octopath does a really good job. It's just for me, I don't know. Octopath just kind of lost it for me. I just really totally lost interest in it. Yeah, anybody who listened to the show kind of could see that coming <laughs> because... You were so all over Battle Chasers for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And really, I think the only reason you kind of put it down was because other stuff came out. And then Octopath, I think it was like a two-week window for you. And then you were just kind of done with it. So. <laughs> that was it. It, just, it's, it was so repetitive and, and like it just bored me. It, really uh, I, it, still, it I mean, still took it for me. It still took it for yeah, me. I, I mean, there are other aspects. Like the battle system is, is different. It's different. Um, there are other things that are really good about it, like the music is really excellent. And there's, like I said, there's other things. It's just, I don't know, I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. There's, there's just no. It was, it was too spread out. It was too spread out, um, kind of thin with all the stories just not really tying into each other. And yeah, that's one aspect I think they could have uh, focused a little more on. But when you're talking about the turn base in general, I think they nailed it out of the park, like with actual turn based RPG. Yeah. yeah. You're you're probably right. It's just Battle Chasers just did it for me. I couldn't put the game down. There you go. Um, and with Octopath, it just didn't hold my interest. So that's why I went with Battle Chasers. Uh, Geo, go ahead and catch up with us. What was your tactical RPG choice? Uh, my tactical RPG choice um, actually was uh, Into the Breach, um, mostly because that out of the four, that's really the only one I've really played. Valkyria Chronicles really did interest me. It's just it just wasn't in the budget to be honest. Um, so yeah, that that also influenced my decision. Sadly, uh, Banner Saga three was really the only one that I put any time into. I did do the demo for four, uh, and I really enjoyed what I played, but I just didn't. I didn't have it wasn't in the cards for me to get it. So, um, yeah. but Corey, you said that that was yours was Valkyria Chronicles four. Yes, but Into the Breach is a very solid tactical game. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I still have yet to play Banner Saga three, so. I'm sure it was pretty pretty sweet as well. I definitely need to jump on that. It's on the list. Yeah, everyone's got the giant <laughs> backlog, especially this time of year. That's Gio, my New Year's Gio, resolution. Did you say Valkyria Chronicles was leading that 
Did we say? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're at 42% and then into the breaches at 28%. Okay. Best action RPG. We've got Child of Light, Diablo 3, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and East 8, Lacrimosa of Dana. Corey, what'd you go? I went with Xeno. Xeno, mm-hmm. shocker. Yeah, same. I think that one's going to run with it. But uh, yeah, it's just uh, for uh, action RPG isn't uh, one of my favorite. It's probably my least favorite genres out of uh, RPGs, but they were just so well done. It was definitely the one that ran away with it for me. Yeah, yeah, same here. And um, and everyone kind of agrees. It's at 55% with mm-hmm. uh, Diablo and Yeast 8 um, at 18% tied. Um, from what I know, Yeast 8 is a really, really good game. Uh, Diablo 3, I've been playing the heck out of that too. And that's also a very good game, so... Yeah, Meatball Sub yeah. from from the from the site really uh really evangelizes East Eight as a really great game. But I haven't yeah. played I haven't played East Eight, but I did play East Origins because it was on sale. I picked it up and first playthrough was back in September. I really enjoyed that. So mm-hmm. I assume Yeah, yeah. I just think I just think Xenoblade Chronicles two was just too yeah. much of a too much of a beast there. <laughs> And, it's a powerhouse. I and think, and sure. and just so everybody knows, we understand that it came out technically in 2017, but I believe we 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 said that we were going from Game Awards last year, right, to Game Awards this year. So yeah, just yeah, so everybody I mean, knows. Otherwise, they would have been snubbed by everything. yeah, because it wouldn't have gotten into anything. So and it deserves it. Of course, it does. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, we've got my absolute all-time favorite. Uh, <laughs> Favorite subgenre, best roguelike. Uh, we got Crypt of the Necrodancer, Darkest Dungeon, Into the Breach, and Moonlighter. And just complete transparency, my vote in this one was completely meaningless. I knew nothing about any of these games, so but I threw it in with Darkest Dungeon just because. I mean, what? you just you just learned about what a roguelike is. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, I, I did have a vote in this. Um, I voted for Darkest Dungeon. I absolutely love the artwork. I love the narrator in this. Um, I like the battle system. Uh, I think it's, to me, it's the best. I've played two of the two of the four. Uh, Moonlighter did interest me. Again, not in the cards uh, for uh, me quite yet, but Darkest Dungeon, man. Yeah, I haven't played Moonlighter yet either but it's on my list but yeah darkest judgment it's, it's a sweep that was that was by far the one that for roguelike i thought i just ran away with it i mean from their narration the artwork it will take your soul though too you can't get attached oh, yeah. to anyone yeah you don't get uh, attached to <laughs> any hero it, it was a really fun game that was definitely uh top of my vote as well it's a close that, race though it is very close um so you have the top three is darkest darkest dungeon at 31 percent in, um, Moonlighter at twenty nine into the breach at twenty seven, so it is very very close. With and three days, have... three days left. That's anybody's anybody's vote. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, best casual RPG up next. We got Dragon Quest Builders, Pokemon Let's Go, Undertale, and Yonder Cloud Catcher. Corey, go ahead. So this is kind of. How you were with roguelites. I haven't really played any of these games, but I have wanted to play Undertale, so I just haven't played it yet. So that's where my vote went. So, okay. For me, Undertale, uh, it it doesn't interest me. Uh, (laughs) It's, I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders, oh man, that game, I played it with my son. That game is so boring. 
Um, <laughs> Pokemon Let's Go is, is, got my vote. Uh, to me, that's probably the only one I can really be familiar with, I guess. Um, uh, although, you know, it's not your traditional Pokemon uh, game. It's still, it still got my vote. It's not your daddy's Pokemon. No, it's definitely <laughs> not my Pokemon. Uh, I this is another one like I I played a little bit of Dragon Quest Builders, so that's where my vote went. Yes, I voted against the machine. I didn't go Pokemon Let's Go, so I went Dragon Quest Builders because mainly because of the concept. Like I love I love the concept for it. I'm excited about Dragon Quest Builders too. So that's where my vote went. Cool. Who's yeah, leading? Pokemon's at yeah. Po- Pokemon's why did I even ask? Why did I yeah. ask? <laughs> Best studio. This is a. This was an interesting one. Best studio. We've got Monolith Soft, uh, Neon Falcom, Square Enix, and Stoic Studio. This one kind of broke my heart a little bit, having to choose between a couple of these. Why are you shaking your head? Why are you shaking no. your head? No, because you know, I know you're not voting for Square Enix, so I mean, you can just automatically <laughs> cross that off the list. Um, I know you have a really special place in your heart for Stoic Studio, and well-deserved. Um, Neon Falcom, I mean, I guess you could put Nisa. Uh, is it Nisa? NIS, NIS America? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Because mm-hmm. um, they're kind of the same company. Uh, and they put some quality games out as well, but yeah. Was, so what was the what was the problem here? Okay, okay, okay. So Monolith because th- they put they only put quality. All right, Square Enix yeah. because they put quantity. N- well, and they will, <laughs> they've promised they have promised quantity, and then yeah. Stoic because I think that they have put quality. And like they obviously are the underdog here, right? The the yeah, indie yeah. studio that has put out three really really solid games, two ports, and then obviously the release of Banner Saga three, really good games, and they've got the collection on the Switch, so they've been putting in some work. So that's sort of the three that I was torn between, and I did go Monolith Soft because number one, you put Xenoblade Chronicles two, and then Torna Golden Country, two extreme quality stuff. And they did Xenoblade Chronicles 2 with, like, uh, they were understaffed because they were helping with Breath of the Wild. So, I mean, just, like, a great story. And then also, I'm not giving my vote to Square Enix because I'm not voting on promised potential when they could right. screw it all up. So. <laughs> no yep. faith? I, uh, no. That's me in 2018. <laughs> that's me in 2018. So... I, I, I was the same. I went Monolith Soft. I, I mean, yes, for uh, their... For Xenoblade Chronicles two, and then Torna, the D- just the the support they've been giving uh, Xenoblade Chronicles two with the DLC, the quality of the DLC, and then you have Torna, which is an expansion, which is another. It's like a full game in it of itself. Again, yeah, they had to it had to go there. Yeah, yeah, it's a clean sweep. I, I'm gonna echo a lot with what Philip said, but uh, yeah, Monolith. Uh, up next, best music. We've got Octopath, Traveler, Transistor, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and East 8, Lacrimosive. Dana, Corey, what would you think? For me, uh, I went Octopath, and the, one of the major reasons for myself was just the little details and and the music and when you were in the battles, how it changed with the chapters. I know Geo probably didn't get that far into the game, but <laughs> when you got to different chapters, the battle music would change. It was those little details, and it was really, really well done. So that was that got my vote. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Geo, you going to um, go ahead I'm, and say that you put Xenoblade Chronicles? 
I didn't actually. Um, I didn't. And you know what? I I like the music. This was this one was the hardest one for me. Um, I actually enjoy the music in, in Octopath. I enjoy the music tremendously in Xenoblade Chronicles too. You say I I for YouTube I put together the uh, the audio files, kind of like a playlist type of deal, and um, I was going through a lot of the East Eight music, and a lot of it is really really good. Um, and I actually did, just did a recent playthrough for Transistor. That's what got my vote. Not because it's the most recent, but just the the uh, the atmospheric music um, throughout the throughout the game. It was it was so so cool. Um, the the uh, the main protagonist doesn't have a, a voice um, except she she um, she can kind of she sings and hums, but again it's in the it's in the background and it is. It was so. I thought it was kind of spine chilling at times. It was really, really cool, really well done. Transistor got my vote here. Cool. So from a clean sweep to uh, we're completely all split on this one uh, because I went, I went Xenoblade Chronicles two. I, I thought that. I mean, obviously, Octopath had great music. It really did. I was really impressed with it. I was especially because it was the the Square Enix smaller studio that oh, I shouldn't say that, but like. Coming from Lost Sphere and I Am Setsuna, uh, which were like experimental uh, soundtracks, I was glad to hear finally we're getting like an, a, a sort of a vintage, full orchestral, great Octopath soundtrack. But I went Xenoblade Chronicles 2 because, man, the the variety and the sort of grandioseness of that soundtrack and uh some of the maps that i would go into i would just sit there and just listen it was great it was great and so actually, probably i do the same thing i don't generally listen to just kind of background music um for for game soundtracks but xenoblade chronicles 2 is actually one that i act i do that for so really really cool really good soundtrack there excellent uh next up We've got best vocal performance, starting with Banner Saga series, Octopath Traveler, South Park series, and Transistor. Geo, why don't you go first? Again, uh, I was a little torn here. Um, I actually went Octopath Traveler. Hmm. Um, so I went Octopath <laughs> Traveler. Transistor, the way that they narrated that story was through the sword. The sword itself narrates the entire story as you're progressing through. Um, and he did, he was also in Bastion as well. Um, he did a really, really excellent job in Transistor. Um, but I went Octopath Traveler. There's just, there's just a really good collection of people that are, that do a great job in that. So that's where I went. what you think, Corey? That's, uh, exactly what I was thinking as well. It's just that it was a really good collection of various vocals, uh, Obviously, in Octopath with eight different storylines, you got a lot of different diversity in how they spoke to uh, their dialects, to their demeanor, to through their vocals. So uh, that's that's who I went with as well. I uh, Octopath might have gotten it might it might have gotten cheated a little bit for me because I didn't play the game with the the voiceover. I turned the voiceover off, so like Octopath, my journey through Octopath was silent. So I c- couldn't really vote for it in in this category. Um, so I went Banner Saga series, and some people might wonder why that's really in there because Banner Saga doesn't really have voice acting for the majority of the game, 
And I kind of struggled with choosing that because of that reason. But then the sort of explanation that I gave myself was, you know what, but the it was, the voice acting is very purposeful in that game because it's reserved for these really pivotal moments in the story and these kind of like with the music, Corey, what you're talking about with Octopath, when things are changed, like when, when, uh, when chapters would change, you'd kind of get that shift in tone and they would use voice acting to kind of do that. And they did it extremely well. Uh, actually, yeah. my only criti- really my one of my big criticisms of it was that we, I wanted more. I wanted more. Like I thought that the the acting was so well done. I wish that the whole game was voice acted. So yeah. that's why I went there. I think it was well done. Uh, best budget RPG. We've got Blossom Tales, Dragon Sinker, Into the Breach, and West of Loathing. Uh, Corey, what'd you think? Uh, for me, I this was easy for me. I went West of Loathing. It was I played over the summer when I was weighing on. There wasn't a lot to play, and it cracked me up so many times. And I just had a really, really fun time with it. It was just really well done, and uh, yeah. I've only played one one game in in here, and it's Into the Breach. So I mean, I kind of had to vote for that. Um, I mean, I'm looking at the the tallies here. And West of Loathing is almost at 80%. Yeah. 209 votes. Yeah. With, yeah. with quite a number of votes. I was, I was about to say, this this category is through the roof with votes. Like, what what's the deal? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what the deal is. If you look at the retweets on that, the uh, the West of Loathing developer retweeted it. Um, but also the Blossom Tail <laughs> developer retweeted it as well. Um, now, Blossom Tale does interest me quite a bit just because it looks like Link to the Past. It probably plays a little bit like it. So it's really one of my all time favorites. I do need to give it a shot. And I want to play West of Loathing. Uh, that one that one looks really cool, really funny. I just didn't get it, um, when it when it initially released, but it's on my list. It's on my list. Uh, yeah, so West of Loathing was one that I followed a while before it came out and I really wanted to play it. Just didn't work out. I played Blossom Tales in this um, in, in this category, and I love Blossom Tales. Absolutely adore Blossom Tales. So I went. I went. That's where I went with this one. Uh, but I, man, I've heard nothing but good things about West of the Loathing, though. Yeah. All right, and last but certainly not least, we got our Switch, our Nintendo Switch RPG of the year. And in this category, we've got Diablo 3, the game that never dies, Octopath Traveler, <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and East 8 Lacrimosa uh, of Dana. Geo, where is your chip falling here? It's Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Um, I played so much of that game, probably close to 200 hours, just the main game. And there, like you were saying, there were times where you just kind of just standing there taking it all in there was so much to do the battle system i once you learned that learned it it felt like a rhythm game you're just kind of flowing and and i felt like i was a professional you know finger masher button pusher uh playing that game i absolutely enjoyed that the hell out of that game Corey, go ahead I went with uh, Octopath Traveler in this one, and the reason why I did that is because I feel that it has more impact in maybe what future Switch games will have in store for us. The fact that they did the 2D HD, which kind of, in my opinion, kind of revolutionized how older RPGs can look on the Switch and how they can 
redo them successfully. So, and I, I, I loved just how the thinking outside the box to make it RPG different. Uh, I really, really appreciate that. So all the factors with the music, uh, thinking outside the box and maybe showing Square and some other developers what they can do uh, for the future RPGs. That's why I got my vote. Hey, if it w- if it wakes Square Enix up, then it's <laughs> my game of the year, too. No, I, I, I went with uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 for all the reasons that Gio said. And I, I just, there was a charm about that game that it clicked with me in ways that, that a game hasn't in a very, very, very long time. And look, Octopath Traveler was a real close second for me. It has a very, very, very special place in my heart, but Xenoblade Chronicles 2 just edges it out. And they're two right. very different games. So Yeah, they are. And that, that really is the cool thing about that list there is that is four extremely different games. Really, any, really different. Uh, any snubs? Any snubs there for RPG of the Year, do you think? I mean, I think it's a... A decent list there. Um, bu- 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 bum. I mean, considering we, like I said, you have we have the four there, and the top two vote getters are Octopath yeah. and then Xenoblade. So I can't think of anything else that could be on the list. Uh, Geo, I know you and I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Uh, Mario Plus Rabbids is a game that was really good, and the people who played it love it, but it doesn't really get a lot of buzz. And I wonder if that is, I wonder, you know, Corey, you're talking about it being sort of a changing the way things go. I wonder if that is showing people that like tactical RPGs like that can like XCOM likes can work on Switch when people don't, didn't really think that before. Don't, don't use that word, please. You opened the can of worms last week. Don't, don't give me any grief. Don't use that word or souls like or souls like we don't use those words here. Um, Marvel Plus Rabbids, I think, was a 2017 game, but it definitely it's a, like a proof of concept. I guess. Oh, that's right, that's right. This um, year's felt long. Yeah. Also, that, I feel like you probably could have put uh, Valkyrie Chronicles on there too. Uh, yeah. There you go. There you go. But that's a better. I don't think it would change it. No, it definitely wouldn't have changed the top two. But, but I mean, yeah. all those games are really, really good. So. Yep. Speaking nice. of XCOM, let's move over <laughs> to WCCF Tech. Did I say all those letters right this this time? I think that's a first for them. Okay. I don't think we've ever gone there before. Yeah, oh, this is definitely a first for them. Anyway, Mutant Year Zero Road to Eden is a, shall I say? Say it. XCOM-like game that uh could possibly be coming to switch we all know how professional video game journalist geo hates rumors and so that's why he put in about three or four rumors this week <laughs> and this being the first now didn't you didn't you stream this game yeah I yeah streamed it for a couple of hours man this is such a fun fun game i i love the dialogue um uh, between the characters as you're kind of moving from kind of the uh en- like enemy uh spawn points uh, to enemy spawn points just the dialogue between the characters the animations are really really cool the just the environment is is awesome it's kind of this post-apocalyptic um game with mutants it's it's really really fun and man if this comes to the switch uh, it, it will it will just print money I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll say it it'll print money absolutely i watched you play it and it did look really fun yeah uh, 
You kind of died a lot, but I mean, it still looked really. Fun Can't hold that against the game. No, that's it's like mean, Salt and Sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. I mean, I don't know because you kind of stream a lot too, and, and Phil, you've streamed before. When you're playing a game streaming, you're kind of you're you're. Oh, my, yeah. my attention is just wait, like is is very dim to begin with, and then you're you just got all this <laughs> you got all this stuff going on. You're trying to pay attention to the game. It's just you lose Absolutely. all the concentration and. You know, if I was just playing that sitting on my couch, it would be a totally different experience. But you know what? <laughs> I'll I'll do better. I will do better. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the sort of the heart of the story is uh, Mutant Zero is coming out on uh, PlayStation and Xbox tomorrow. Or is this is this an older article? I can't remember what's the date on this um, article. It, so on the third. So I came out okay. yesterday. Yeah, it came out yesterday. Yeah. And uh, in an interview with the developer. Uh, number one, they said that they they're thinking about mod support for PCs, so that's cool. I mean, I'm all for mods, all all, all anywhere. But what we're obviously interested in, does it? <laughs> <laughs> but what we're actually interested in, uh, the very last question, as yeah. probably every single developer on the face of the earth gets asked now, is, "Are you thinking about the Switch?" His answer is, "That is something we'll look into soon." Uh, so you know, there yeah. there it is. Uh, but it, this is a game. You know, yeah, this heart, is a game you know. that Geo really um he, he he's got his stamp of approval on this game. Yes, so for sure. You know, between this game and Divinity Original Sin, if these things ever actually come to the Switch, then we'll be we'll be in good shape. You'll never see me. <laughs> <laughs> you'll never see Just me. go to youtube.com slash switch RPG and you'll see him. Yeah, I'll be there. Speaking of rumors, if one wasn't enough for you, let's go for another. Okay, where we're going over to Nintendo Everything, where the rumor is circulating. The German retailer, uh, what's I don't even know the name of this German retailer. Media Market, Media Markt, Media Market. Um, there's apparently an Assassin's Creed compilation for the Switch and other platforms too, but for the Switch, guys, what do you right. think about this? I think that's huge. I mean, it just it just seems like the switch just keeps on making the becoming more and more broad. Like they keep keep on getting more and more tiles. Like people are finally jumping on board. And I think I think for the next year to two years, you're just going to see a lot, a lot of uh, content to be uh, had. Okay, two things here, real quick. I I think you're totally right. I think that. Probably many people are getting fatigued of the the port game here. Uh, it seems like everything's coming over, and people are probably going to complain about it, and they're just going to complain, complain, complain. I think it's great though because this is the exact opposite of what happened to the Wii U. The Wii U, you had developers jumping off that thing and mm-hmm. uh, getting as far away from it as you can, but having these third these third parties coming in and putting games on the switch. That's good. It's, it's healthy for the platform. Yes. We still want to get games made for the switch. That is our primary concern. But if we have Assassin's Creed, if this gets another life, you know, these older games, if they get a new life on this platform that millions of people have, I think that's great. Number two, the biggest question of all. And I love the fact that Gio, you put this in here because my question to you is, is Assassin's Creed an RPG? <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people consider it an RPG, I guess. Um, but, I mean, it's just one of those titles that have, you know, the big name behind it. Yeah. And, you know, uh, 
it, it just shows you that the switch is is one of the big boys in in the in the playground here you, you know developers are are putting higher or more uh more games that need more power and it's looking great on the switch and and you know all this is is excellent but i don't even like assassin's creed um to be honest with you it's just it's not one of my things but i know a lot of people love it and i've never, I've never finished an assassin's creed game I don't think anyone. Couple. I don't think anyone ever has. <laughs> <laughs> no one's truly finished an, an Assassin's Creed game. Uh, they just say they have, but you know, it's 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 good news, you know. And who's to say, you know, now that they've done this, maybe they'll will get future titles from them. So my my thing is my thing is with Assassin's Creed is like the only games that have really interested me from that series are the 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 most recent ones the last two because they kind of went more open world and they kind of highlighted more RPG elements. Yeah. And then of course we're just getting the older ones that I don't really care about, (laughs) (laughs) but I know a lot of people do. I know a lot of people do. And a lot of people probably would want to sort of revisit them and, you know, new spick and span look and feel and everything. And I wonder how many games that actually is like, is it the one? Probably the first three. I would say three, probably black flag would be in there for sure. For sure. Uh, all right, uh, let's move on to. Uh, I feel like I. Oh, there we go. Okay, I think I'm jumping ahead a little bit in the list because. Uh, Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo Soup. We've got Animus is heading to the Nintendo Switch worldwide. Um, well, somebody who actually knows what really this is want to want to comment on this. I'm not familiar with. Animus. I. Saw this on the rundown and I looked at the trailer. Okay, okay, okay. I don't feel so, so bad. I don't feel so bad. Then. Um, it looks interesting. It's a action RPG and a lot of armor, a lot of ghouls and goblins, and uh, a lot of axe and hammer swinging. So, so that, that's <laughs> that that's looked, like that's like the perfect game for you, right? Action yeah, RPG yeah. and everything. Uh, yeah, right up my alley, right <laughs> in my wheelhouse. <laughs> it's in the same vein as Dark Souls. What, so, so what kind of game is it? It's a Souls. Yeah, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. It's a Soulsborne game. Yeah. They, there you go. Uh, so coming. We have, to, a, we have a, a Souls-like game coming. Coming, coming to Japan, uh, December sixth. Europe, uh, December twenty-fourth, and America, January third. Uh, so if you're into that thing, there you go. All right, on to something that might interest all of the hosts on this on this panel here perhaps we are going back in order now guys uh coming from stealth the nintendo tweeting master himself uh intelligent systems has announced that there's going to be a fire emblem expo next year now my question is is that is that, is that may 4th or is that april 5th so it says Saturday on there, and I did some investigating, and <laughs> in May and April, the 5th or doesn't fall on it, so I don't know. Maybe maybe I didn't do enough. Maybe that's... Maybe oh, boy. I'm pull it could it be up. May 4th. It's, it's a way of, Just double-check that, Matt. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Oh, boy. Carrying, this o- is, carrying over one real quick. Uh, this, this no, see, so, Saturday so is the math. 6th. Oh, no, it's May. It's May. It's May. Okay. Go, may uh, that's a... With you. May oh 4th. yeah, May fourth. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Yeah, Star Wars Check Day. All right. Uh, okay, so May fourth, twenty nineteen, Fire Emblem Expo. 
Stealth has, <laughs> as he does, given us his sort of predictions here. He's got that we'll see Fire Emblem Heroes, Fire Emblem Three Houses, which, according to him, will have a release date by then, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, and then a new Fire Emblem remake for the Switch, Fire Emblem Three Houses character for Smash. Geo, what you think? I I honestly hope that Three Houses was getting released before this. That's what I was thinking, too. I was hoping February. Uh, that's, that's, <laughs> exactly. That's that what I, yeah. I thought that that was already the case, but then when I read this, this I was like, uh, okay, I guess it's not. This I is mean, how backlogs start. This is right. how, how it all starts. I mean, is it a possibility that there maybe they'll show some DLC off then? I mean, but why have an expo? Uh, then just for DLC, it doesn't make any sense. Well, there's a lot of other things. Like if they port some stuff over, and uh, which kind of makes it sound like from the way I'm reading it, that there's going to be the remakes for Switch and stuff like that. So they may announce the remakes coming to Switch, and then, hey, we also have DLC. I mean, that's a lot of content. Uh, do you think it's enough content to warrant an expo, though? Probably not. It probably yeah. it probably, it probably means that we're going to be waiting <laughs> oh, for <yeah>. three houses. <laughs> I'm a king of wishful thinking here. Yeah, because yeah. what, guys? I mean, the, like the level of things that at least stealth is uh, is predicting. Doesn't that just feel like maybe a Fire Emblem uh, related direct or something? You know, yeah. Why have an actual like big old? Is this going? Is it? Does this have the potential of being like a Square Enix type deal where there's really nothing? <laughs> What do you mean? Just to, to square? Show okay, think square. The Square Enix, uh, the the Square Enix thing at um at E three, right? Where it showed a lot of things, but all things that we already knew. Like that's kind of what this feels like. I mean, this is like a bunch of things that either aren't really meaningful or we already know. I uh, I hope it's that. <laughs> I hope it's the latter. I hope we already know like all this. Not all of this stuff, but I really. Man, I really wanted to play Three Houses. And yeah, I'm I'm glad that Corey said that about favor because I thought it was coming out like immediately. I'm going to take a turn to Negative Town, and I think they're going to release Three Houses in May or June. I would say June, maybe late June. Yeah. Now, this is what it makes me feel like. Could it what be? Thoughts on the release date? Did they ever say anything, show anything? Did they say spring? I thought they said spring. Yeah, what too. Do you think... We could get it, it could be shown in some directs. It could be we could get sort of a little media blitz. Do you think they dare do an out today? With that game, you can't because it's got physical plus that's a Saturday. Right. Yeah. Can't confirm. It's a good it's a good thought though. It could be uh available next month or something, June. Like at you know, like an E three three deal. Right, but I I mean generally they don't do that. They give you they give you a little bit of lead up time. So I want to say that during uh, when they had the video at uh, last E three that they said early twenty nineteen. I could have swore that's what yeah, it said yeah. at all, but I don't know. <sighs> Come don't on, like Fire Emblem! I need to play my first Fire Emblem game. Give it I to know, me. And I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for it as well. Corey, are you uh, are you a big Fire Emblem guy? I uh, I'm kind of like you. I want to play it because I didn't okay. have a Game Boy Advance or anything like mm-hmm. that, so I haven't really played any of the titles. But I I played Fire Emblem Warriors, and again, action RPG wasn't really up my alley. But the tactical, I started once they 
had the reveal trailer, I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is in my wheelhouse. So I'm really excited about it. All right. Uh, Next up, we got a another um, anticipated release from 2019. That is, of course, the Pokemon 2019. Uh, It appears, according to lootpots.com, that the. Uh, the Western localization has begun, which I hope it has. Uh, this isn't a game that I thought was going to be released in February, but if it is going to be released next year, I hope that localization is underway and it does look like that it is according to some job postings and uh, some sort of buzz around, according to the article here, uh, the London the the London office. So... Guys, hopeful for that Pokemon. Yeah. Let's just say I've yet to catch them all. You have yet to catch them all? I've yet to catch a single one. I was so close when uh, Pokemon X and Y came out. I was really, really close. Only about 100 off. So I I consider that. How many are there? Now there's probably over 800. Yeah, I'm probably like 799 off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to say for X and Y, I have about 600 and there's about 700 at the time. Ooh. And there was, it was a, it's for you guys who don't know, it was a living Pokedex. So I, I, I had every <laughs> single one, literally I had them all, all 700 of them, um, alive in, in my Pokebank. <laughs> all right. I love it, man. It's so much fun. So much fun. I mean, I wish. And I hope that they do kind of change things up a little bit. I do like the old, I prefer the older battle mechanic over what we got going on in Let's Go. And I know Let's Go is more geared towards, like, say, a casual audience. What are you throwing? What are you throwing? Uh, my Pokeball. Yeah, my Pokeball. Stop, <laughs> stop it. You're distracting me. <laughs> um, see, there goes the ADD. I'm done. You just, you just missed it. It's out the window. <laughs> it's, it ran away. Now, you guys just. You guys are making fun of me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but ser- seriously, I, I I'm really looking forward to this, and I and I hope it has the aesthetic of what Let's Go has has done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kind of hope they blend it in a little. It'd be nice. Outside looking in, I did like I like I liked the art direction of of Let's Go. Yeah. Good. All, all right. right. Uh, I I, st- <laughs> I stole my sons. uh all right let's let's uh that's all of the switch news let's switch gears for uh, just a second we're actually going to go outside gaming for just a second but i thought this was kind of interesting my brother texted me this earlier because he knows how big of a uh jeremy soul fan i am but uh there is inklings out there that jeremy soul the I would say famed composer of Elder Scrolls games, Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim. He's done work on World of Warcraft, Guild Wars, Guild Wars 2. I mean, the list goes on and on. So much more than that, so much more than that. Uh, But he has a desire to compose the new Amazon television series for The Lord of the Rings. I just thought this was really interesting. These are sort of two of my sort of staples in life and, and, and growing up Jeremy souls music and the Lord of the Rings IP franchise, marrying Legolas. You <laughs> <wanted to> <laughs> <shot>. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, uh, you guys, does this interest you at all? Or is it just me? You, you're a fan of Jeremy soul. I mean, I'm picturing 
that music in Lord of the Rings. And I think it's a perfect, I think it's a perfect match. I think it's a home run. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, just a little, no, I, little, little something to get everybody excited. I agree as well. Now I know. Um, do you have the Amazon? I do. Okay. I, is um, this active or, or is this coming? No, it's coming. Um, okay. They, they just recently got uh, Lord of the Rings and one other big hitter. Do you, do you know what it is? Phil, this is usually this is usually my bread and butter. It a, I, I it was a sci-fi sort of deal. Hmm. Shoot, I don't remember what it was. Um, but anyways, uh, Amazon's trying to stay in the game with uh, keep, trying to keep up with Netflix, which is mm-hmm. really going to be really really difficult. But having the these these titles uh, like Lord of the Rings, um, and yeah, that that music with Elder Scrolls, it just kind of fits. It fits really really well, actually. Um, you got it there, Phil. You got it pulled up. Those weren't those were my keys typing. I, I, okay. I, yeah, nope, that was mine, and I I'm, I'm gonna fail. So yeah, yeah. Just... <laughs> Mission aborted. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm I'm really not sure. That, yeah, I no, I mean I keep my eyes on on this. I'm not sure which one you're talking about. So I don't I'll, know. I'll figure it out for you guys. Yeah. We'll tweet it out later this week or something. I don't know. Anyway, guys. Let's 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 take a moment of silence for a second. Not because of anything bad, because we have the privilege and the honor of covering what I would consider to be one of the greatest pieces of possible news that we've ever covered on this podcast. And that is that I'm going to give it a second for me to cue the music, but that there will be Dragon Age news coming from BioWare at the Video Game Awards. Ever, let's just, all right, yes. Could be Dragon Age 4. Could be Dragon Age 4. Could be Dragon Age Mobile. We don't know. It could be nothing. It could be another slew of mediocre you know, comics for all. We. I'm kidding. I love the comics, by the way. Uh, but anyway... We got uh, we got this story going all over the place. Uh, we included an article from GameSpot. I'm just going to read a little bit here from it, and it says the Dragon Age franchise has been quiet since 2014's Dragon Age Inquisition. That's a little untrue because you did have the 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 DLCs, but anyway, uh, but that's set to change soon. Bioware's Casey Hudson says that the company is preparing to say more about its plans for the series sometime in December. If you've been following these blogs or myself and Mark Dara on Twitter, you know we're also working on some secret Dragon Age stuff. Dragon Age is an incredibly important franchise in our studio, and we're excited to continue its legacy. Look for more on this in the coming month, though I won't tell you where to look. That was coming from GameSpot. This is coming from a link that died. Uh, VentureBeat.com. And it says that Dragon Age 4 is at least three years away. There's more stuff from Casey Hudson. But um, it's possible that we could see the reveal, at least. At least a title screen or something at Video Game Awards. <sighs> I'm, almost, I'm almost too scared to be excited. <laughs> I hear you. I, I'll take anything, though. I mean... I, I, I am. I love Dragon Age as well. Like it's. 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 I've played it every single title. It's awesome. It's great. It's one of the best RPGs on the market. And what? Yeah, yeah it's facts. I mean, you can't argue it. It's just facts. Um, and then also, 
with like you said, like there's comics and this being three years away, I would not be surprised if maybe I don't know if this would be the venue where they do it, but maybe they'd say like, hey, we have a Netflix series coming out. You think? Oh, oh, think possible. (laughs) You think? Um, I mean, with Castlevania doing so well, you know. Oh, um, okay, all right. Since you're (laughs) the one that opened that can, that 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 can of awesomeness, (laughs) then we'll go down this path. Oh, put on my my tinfoil hat here. Yeah, it's possible they are so committed to. Uh, multimedia stuff. They've already got a movie. Granted, it wasn't that good, but <laughs> do you, I? And, and I've said this. We, we've uh, Gio and I have played the game of what should be a movie. I said Dragon Age. I said do its own story. That's what they do in the comics. They tell stories from other parts of the world, featuring other characters and stuff. I would love it in the Castlevania style. That sort of drawn slight anime tinge man i feel like it fits the aesthetic do it bring it on yes but also bring on dragon age 4 yeah that too but please don't make it numbered i want another subtitle i'm a sucker i I don't think they will i don't don't think they will yeah it it still it still bothers me that there is dragon age dragon age domination yeah yeah um i look there's there's also been an incredible amount domination <laughs> There's been an incredible amount of sort of buzz about some remasters too. I, I mean, I would, I would, I would take that. I, I don't know just how viable that is, how reasonable that is. But I have seen on on Reddit and Twitter. There's a lot of people kind of, you know, thinking that it's a possibility. I don't know if I'm there yet. But I've said before, I would, I would take, especially a Dragon Age two sort of remaster um in a heartbeat i think i think it'd be interesting what is also interesting is that dragon age 2 is now backwards compatible on xbox one and it was the free with gold so dragon age is back in people's minds now they're just trying to give the game away is what they're doing <laughs> oh god yeah just, just oh take it god. we don't want it you have it <laughs> oh That's my the, god you know what i i like the game i I really do i'm only giving you guys a hard time okay um, okay okay all okay right. all right all right all right go finish one and I, come back and tell me uh, uh anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what i would love to finish inquisition except it takes me forever just to like i don't know get from point a to point b with absolutely zero things going on. yeah that's, that's that's true that's true all right but it does that in breath of the wild but i love that one yeah so whatever um and last thing we got in here and we're kind of going to skip it for now because we're going to do that in side quest um but for those who didn't know if you're if you're listening to this on friday the game awards was last night go watch a highlight video if you didn't catch it live but there's going to be a bunch of stuff going on i've got an article here that gives a rundown of all the things to expect but we're going to kind of do our own predictions in the side quest later so We'll refer to this later. Um, for now, that wraps up the news, and we can jump into what we've been playing. And since we do have a guest on, Corey, why don't you lead us off with what games you've been playing this week? Absolutely. So uh, I actually just finished a review for God Wars. Uh, it's a tactical RPG on the Switch, and uh, it was a really great game. Really enjoyed it. Um, 
a lot of Final Fantasy Tactics uh, vibes, but throw in an- anime and manga into it, and that's kind of what you have there. And then I've uh, been playing a little bit of Overwatch. I can play that occasionally, throw that in there. And I just started, actually, last night I started Golf Story. I got the physical copy oh, and I started yeah, Golf Story. Oh, baby. Yeah, baby. Not, not very far at all, but it's the opening scenes and everything just made me laugh out loud a little bit. I, I think I'm really going to enjoy that. Yeah, um, going going back to you talking about laughing in West of Loathing. If if you like that real quirky oh, yeah. humor and it's kind of dry, man, yeah. Golf Story made me laugh out loud. Probably the most of any game I've played on the Switch. And I haven't played West of Loathing, but man, I I loved Golf Story. Absolutely, yeah, that's definitely a vibe that I got. Like just from the opening credits, I was like, yeah, this is this is probably going to be up my alley. Yeah. Plus, I'm like awesome, a golf. Oh, golf. Oh, golf. <laughs> Yeah. Are you for real good at golf? Oh yeah, I'm good at no. no, no. Terrible. Okay. All right. Yeah, uh, well, I don't play either, but whatever. Um, Phil, what have you been playing? Dragon Age? No, no. Remember I finished Inquisition, so I like tore myself away from it. I, it was painful. Uh, but I sort of have extended some of my time in Breath of the Wild. If you remember from last week, I kinda got back into that. Like I talked about last week, had to relearn that language, and I was kind of uh, back in the flow of things, um, I actually defeated my final divine beast. Um, because remember, I put over a hundred hours into it, didn't complete the game, uh, because I was going through and getting every shrine. So I now have all four divine beasts, and now I'm going around collecting memories, and then I will finally take on Ganon, maybe 150 hours in, uh, for the first time. So that's that's what I've been doing. Also, something that I have sort of been consumed with, and it is it is in the realm of video games, if you're interested. Uh, and I know I am way late to the game here, but I got addicted to this this little little YouTube series. It's a little upstart YouTube series. Not many people have heard about it, um, but it's called Critical Role. Uh, which is, which what? is, <laughs> which Are you is, serious? yeah, yeah. I, so I started watching that for the first time and, uh, I started with their second campaign that they started back in January, absolutely adoring it. And the re the way that that sort of really ties into video games is if you're one of the three people out there that doesn't know what it is, uh, it's voice actors playing D and D, uh, and we are talking I I I I I uh, I texted my friend. I was like, "Dude, this is like half of every voice in every video game ever in a single game." Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's DM'd by Matt Mercer, and oh my god, like just he's so phenomenal, and he does all the voices, really really good. He's such a good DM, and then play is played by his wife Marisha Ray, who's uh you know and a lot of things. Uh, Travis um uh I, I lost his last name Willingham or something like that uh liam o'brien laura bailey uh it's just it is a great cast <laughs> ashley johnson uh, appears in it as well so just a f- phenomenal cast and they do the voices for their characters and it's, it's it's just really cool so anyway if you haven't watched critical role and you're halfway interested in D, go check it out i am a lot of way interested in D. Um, and I've, I've been watching critical role for a little bit now and they actually in divinity original sin, there's something called game master mode, 
where you can actually simulate the experience of playing D and D. It's available on PC. It's available on Xbox as well. And those guys do it with Divinity Original Sin. Really? And yeah, it is. It is. They. I think they just. I think they just played it uh, like a couple hours. It is. It is phenomenal. It is so so funny. All of the guys there that that are in Critical Role, they're they are hilarious. They are so so funny. Uh, and uh, their their characters from their first campaign actually appeared in Pillars of Eternity two, I believe. Yep. So all of their actual D and D characters voiced they're, by they're themselves like, yeah they are voices in everything everything, video everything. and it's so it's so cool whenever one of them will like give me a tinge of something i'm like oh my god it's that guy <laughs> so. and i think matt mercer's in overwatch isn't he the cowboy man uh mccree high noon man yeah high, high, noon. high noon i think he's the voice of him yeah. i'm your huckleberry <laughs> he's in everything he's i mean really- i i feel like i feel like if we're talking about the the breadth of things that people have been in it's like nolan north troy baker matt mercer like you get those three guys and it's like uh, probably like 78 80 percent of games ever created yeah for sure for sure yeah. all right well yeah. up oh, Corey. Well, sorry i'm sorry yeah. no uh mccree he is okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gia what have you been playing um i, I uh, let me I, let me go get a drink okay. <laughs> go ahead go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> i don't even care <laughs> um, so yeah i've been i finished transistor i've been playing uh still playing diablo uh three and i started mutant year zero um you know we talked about mutant year zero and man i really hope that comes out for the switch because i can imagine just taking that on the go whenever playing it whenever i feel like it at work i mean not at work um yeah so i i've been uh i've been diving into those games i still have red dead redemption 2 just just chilling out there just not <laughs> i played like an hour maybe of that game um so yeah right now it's mutant year zero and the diablo game that that little diablo game mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all righty that wraps up yeah that rest of everything we've been playing good segment now let's talk about sales and releases um let's see let's do sale let's do releases here uh releasing this week on the 4th of december was monster boy and the cursed kingdom and then like which we have a review for mm-hmm. we do excellent 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 and then also on here are like five entries for the atelier series uh which i know nothing about but i'm just going to read them off and if this sounds familiar to you then wonderful um this also released on the fourth uh atelier arland series deluxe pack uh atelier maruru the apprentice of arland atelier totori the adventurer of arland and Atelier Rurona, the alchemist of Arland. There you go. Great job. There you go. I feel like there are 8,000 Atelier titles. How long are those games? They seem like to put out a bunch of them. They must be kind of short, I would think. 
I I have no idea. I mean, I think main. I think this was the series that like uh, the mainline series. There was like twenty four of them in the last twenty years. So they're like they come out every like less than a year. Wow. Uh yeah. So let's see. Then we've got uh, sales here. Brave Dungeon plus Dark Witch Story, uh, Crimson Deep, Dragon Sinker, Moonfall Ultimate. Neo Neon Chrome, next up hero, nine parchments, super Daryl Deluxe, and the Swindle. So those are how much sales. is the lost sphere? Uh probably at this point eighty nine ninety nine. Uh oh, more than likely. Price. And that's on no that that is actually twenty five percent off. Um yeah. <laughs> so that game actually uh the value goes up the longer oh, it's been out. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, okay. Yeah, so that's a cool thing about that game. Uh, and remember, all of your sales and releases brought to you every week by SwitchList.app, the best way to uh, find all the games that you want on the Switch ever. It's better than the ever? eShop. So some Probably. people say. It really is. It really is. Uh, okay, um, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to hear from you. It's that part of the show where we reach out into, I don't know, the internet sphere and pull out questions from you guys. And we actually the, do have one. The this, mailbag. The mailbag. The, ma- the ma- mailbag. The mailbag. I I don't have a bag, but I'm reaching in and I got a single question by uh, Switch RPG Podcast Hall of Famer Paul Nichols is back this week with a question, um, and he asks, "What RPGs are you most excited to share with your kids as they grow up, or your hypothetical kids, in my case, as they grow up?" Now, Corey, do you have any children? I do not. No, do I not. got two dogs. Two dog children. Okay. Um, I mean, <laughs> what, what what games? What games are are you excited about sharing with your dogs? Oh well, this is easy. Uh, I've been playing it since uh, I don't know since I was in middle school, but you know, my first love has always been Madden. You know, um, just old John just knew how to deliver all the instructions that you need to know. Like when you messed up, he was right there to coach you back up, and it was just something that's. Kind of made me the person I am today. You've been dying. <laughs> dying to just spit that nonsense. Oh, but in wow. all actuality, my my RPG would be uh, Tactics, Final Fantasy Tactics. Because when I was in middle school, uh, that's when it came out. Like We had our tangible memory cards, and we'd go over to our friend's house, and we'd compare like, our parties and just like... Nerd, yeah, nerd. We would nerd out about it. We knew every part of that game, so yeah, that would be the, that'd be the um, game. Okay, well, um, for me, it would be Secret of Mana. Um, I, I think I would love for my son, my my daughter really doesn't really, she's not really into games quite yet, and my son Elijah, he's uh, he's really into them. Uh, he actually loves playing Breath of the Wild, just kind of the exploration. Um, and then when he gets next to the spiders, he hands the controller over to me um, because <laughs> he can't he can't defeat them. But anyways, uh, Secret of Mana, I do have um, I do have the original cartridge, which he's not ever allowed to touch. But I do have also the SNES Classic, uh, which he can play. And Secret of Mana is on that. And 
I think he it's it's more accessible for someone his age now granted he won't understand a lot of the stories or anything like that but i think i would love for him to experience rpgs the way i did with that and um i think secret of mana is up there as well as something like pokemon which he's kind of getting into the uh the animation so i think him being able to play that as well will will also be i think it'll kind of i think he'll be excited for it so secret of mana and as well as pokemon like i said it's more accessible for him especially at this age he's five now so what do you what do you got phil what do you what do you what are you doing so for me it would be um i'm sort of taking this from sort of experience with um, me and my youngest brother, uh, he is 12 years younger than I am. So um, when I when he was uh, sort of at that age where he, he started understanding video games and things like that, so like, you know, five, six years old, um, I was, you know, late teens, uh, so like 17, 18, 19 years old, and um, sort of the first game that we both loved at the same time. And I was able to sort of introduce to him and then he took it way beyond, you know, my love for it. And, and, and it's just his, his favorite thing in the world is kingdom hearts. And so mine would be like the original kingdom hearts, which I think has loads of nostalgia for me and uh, just loads of memories. And I think that is a game that can span generational gaps. Uh, if you know, you know, you played it when you were younger too, I think, um, and you know it it incorporates uh you know disney characters and things like that mm-hmm. so if they've kind of grown up if you've introduced them to the world of disney then it is sort of a kind of a, a good first step into the world of rpgs um it, it is loosely rpg right it's it's, it's very action uh, action oriented but i think that is a good one um and like i said i already have sort of that experience with my you know, a, a brother who's a lot younger than I am. Um, and he absolutely loved it. And it was cool for me to see sort of his passion grow for it. And one of the neatest things for me is for me to have introduced that to him. He go and beat that beat kingdom hearts two when he was like six. And I was like, did I even know how to hold a controller when I was six? <laughs> like, I don't even know. And then, uh, and, and then now he is texting me, news about kingdom hearts three and like he's so excited about kingdom hearts three that's like his entire world right now and you know he's getting news that i i i you know i keep i pay attention to this stuff and he he's like still beating me to some of the news for kingdom hearts three so it's just been a really cool experience watching him grow up with that series and so with my hypothetical child it would be kingdom hearts <laughs> no i mean granted yes you guys don't have children but you can bring something like you said you you, you you for growing up you know yeah for a younger i, I was just uh, this game just popped in i, I don't even remember how it, what you did in it but quest 64 i mean that's a little okay uh, uh, a little in 64 you just move around and you had a wand and that's all i remember from it you had rpg Geo doesn't remember that because he he, he did he doesn't 
like that the the N64 doesn't exist in his memory. <laughs> well, actually, I, I see it right over here next. I I might even just throw it away. Um, <laughs> he's going to do it. He's going to do it on stream one night. It'll he's still gonna... show up. It'll just it'll just show up back in the same spot. <laughs> I, They're I indestructible. Believe I, have, <laughs> I believe I have like four of these stupid consoles. <laughs> Let me just see this thing. He's just going to stream one night just like setting it on fire. <laughs> I think I think if you put a game in there you're playing the game you set the console on fire the game would still work well your first problem is that it's not like the neon green version oh i need the the uh the mountain dew no yeah tour rocket yeah 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 no it's not even it needs to be like it needs to be like transparent no this thing's going in the trash (laughs) (laughs) all right of all the consoles i have that's the least played one uh and it's the the one i have the least amount of games for it's just the controller's terrible. The game oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. There we go again. There we go again. Thank you so much, Paul Nichols, once again, for that great question. And, ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to tweet at us and let us know um, what you think, um, what what game would you like to share with your kids, or games have you already shared with the kids if you have them? So let us know. Uh, tweet us at, at SwitchRPG. All right, guys. Hang on a second. Pack your bags. It's time for a side quest. I'm taking my N64 with me. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the only console worth taking. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, before we jump into this week's side quest, which is going to be all about the game, video, the, VGAs. The, video, the VGAs, the video game awards, um, Gia, why don't you take us back down memory lane here and we bring in... Last week, we talked about what language of an animal would you like to learn? And we had a little bit of a face-off. Why don't you tell the good people what the final results were for that poll? All right, I'll, I'll have to pull up the results. Now, the four options, okay, um, were dolphin uh, language, whale language, wolf language, and... Kitty cat language? Is that what it was? It was lion language. Thank lion. you. Thank you. Lion language. King My of the apartment. jungle. <laughs> um, now, I, I'm sorry. I'm kind of just stalling while I find the tweet. Here. So so anyway, uh, Geo had dolphin and whale. He, he brought <clears throat> that to the table. I brought wolf and lion, the, the two greatest animals in the animal kingdom, to the table. <laughs> Corey, did you have an opinion? Did you have uh, either yeah, way on this? Uh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt that it's whales because... They can tell you where all the sunken treasure is at the bottom of the sea. Oh, I mean, and then you become a billionaire. But I think I think dolphins could probably do it better. They can't. They can't get. They can't dive that they far. They can't get that far. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And when you're right, you're right. I couldn't even get the dolphins to swing through the stinking rings in Echo Junior on the <laughs> Sega Genesis. <laughs> well, the well that's because you can talk to them. No, if you were speaking the same language, you'd be all right. Um, but I think the final outcome, and again, I'm still, where is this on Twitter? Cause I, it, I know what the final outcome was. And that's Obviously, all we need you to know. know. It was a wolf by a large margin. I don't know about large margin. <laughs> a sizable margin. Uh, okay. A margin. whale sized margin. 
Let's see here. I don't think I voted on this poll yet, so maybe I can swing well, it. Well, the poll, the poll is over. over. Oh. oh, okay. Now that I'm Twitter is it. the hardest thing to find something on. <laughs> yeah. After, yes. after unless, like unless you don't want to see it, then it's like. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. So here are the final results. Uh, we have the lowest coming in at ten percent, which is okay. Yeah. This is actually more egregious than the win. Go ahead. It which will your first choice. I know. The line will eat your face. It will. But Not if you say, talk to it. It'll say, oh, hello. Now I'm going to eat you. It'll be like, please don't and, eat you me. Know. We're cool. <laughs> um, and then the second least um, amount was whale at 15%. That makes sense. Which, no, it doesn't. It no. makes the least amount of sense. And you know what makes Dalton. sense? When I'm when I'm rich in my mansion, you're gonna know what happened. <laughs> then we have dolphin at twenty six percent. You know, the well whisperer. I'm the dolphin whisperer. Um, <laughs> but then we have wolf at forty nine percent. That's that's pretty sizable. Just what? more. That's more animals to eat you. My God, what is this Twilight? No one wants to know about <laughs> wolf beak at all. I don't understand these people. I think what's happened here is people want to release the beast. No, they want to communicate (laughs) with their dogs and they feel that wolves are probably (laughs) closely related to dogs. And that's why they voted for wolf, which is I I can't even say what it is right now. Uh, Well, you're actually on to something. Thank you for actually (laughs) making more people. People will probably switch their vote after what you just said because but you polls are because polls are dogs and, are, and it's twitter <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> dogs are so smart that once you learned wolf speak you could teach your dog wolf speak and then you could talk to your dog so there you go so i think that's what swung that vote which i think people sh- you people know, know what they want look people know what they want it's wolves not dogs okay how many fake accounts did you create to <laughs> swing that vote Apparently more than your fake accounts. <laughs> yes. Or I think your fake accounts were the one uh, voting on the casual RPG earlier. Yeah, yeah. probably. All 200 probably. of them. Uh, all right. So this week's side quest is all about the video game awards. Uh, as we've said before, if you're listening live, you're watching us live over on youtube.com slash switch RPG then you can predict along with us. If you're listening on your favorite podcast app on Friday, you'll know that uh, it's already happened. So we'll see how we did. But uh, Geo, anything you feel you want to go like swing for the fences, swing for the fences, anything that you would love to see. Um, You, you mean kind of uh, really like shown to us? Yeah, I, and- I'm. Okay, as far as um, as far as thing like Metroid, I really want to see Metroid um Metroid Four. Um, I want to see something other than just the title screen. But I'm really interested in. We talked about this uh in a previous episode. Obsidian's new game, whatever it is, uh, I want to know what it is. Uh, I I have a feeling it's something gonna be. It's gonna be something tactical. Uh, because that's really kind of what they're known for. Um, if it's something similar or the same vein as Fallout New Vegas, I'm all in. So I'm really interested in what Obsidian has for us, as well as I really want to see. I want to see something for, about Metroid, for sure. Corey, you got something you want to see? I don't have anything off the top of my head. I just, 
I just want to, I just want that wow factor, you know, that they're like, oh, wow, I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting that. And then get the hype train going on and it rolls right into the next year. And, you know, then, then it's gaming season all over again. So that's, that's kind of my hope. Just something. I am going, I guess, somewhat unrealistic. Like, I just don't think that this would happen, but it's, it, it's the game. It's the video game was anything can happen. Uh, last year, Zelda had a pretty big presence. Pretty big presence with Breath of the Wild was huge, winning game of the year, right? It won game of the year, right? I'm not making that up. Um, I, I, you could be right. You might be making. Did it I, up. did I make I that up? Did it win game of the year? It was game of the year in our hearts. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> anyway, it won let a bunch me, of other awards, but then it also had the the it did also have the the DLC drop that night. That was kind of it was a big splash, right? So. I would love to see what's what's next for Zelda because you had a game that took the world by storm that so many people loved that gave us the Zelda series in a way we'd never seen it before changed the face of open world games like an open world game could not be the same after that because it did so many diff- different things with physics and the actual def- definition of open world what does Zelda look like now? How, because, because like you've had sort of the 3D Zelda and the 2.5D Zelda kind of existing side by side, you know, like the bigger game and the smaller game. So I'm interested to see what's next for Zelda. And I think what better place than on stage of the video game awards. So I'd love to see that. I, I think it might be a little early, but I'm, <laughs> I'm for it. And yes, Zelda did win uh, Game of the Year, okay. as well as many other things. Uh, also, obviously, uh, completely unrealistic because Corey came on the show and uh, it's probably going to break my heart tomorrow night. But something uh, Dragon Age TV show wise, oh my god, that'd be great. Uh, yeah, it's done. Yeah, it's already okay. it's already there. <laughs> uh, available tonight on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Let the binging begin. <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, okay. Uh, so do you, how do you kind of want to handle like predictions and things? Or you... Um, I, the, the site that you link that doesn't have the categories and the games. Mm-hmm. I have them on. You have them in front of you? Well, like when I Googled it on my phone, it just has a nice little neat, uh, yeah. It has a game of the year, multiplayer game of the year, independent game, fighting game. Okay. It has all the games listed not, with all the nominees. Role-playing game. Yeah, I just kind of like we did with our, our list here. I'd like to kind of run, run oh, through gotcha, it. Oh, like gotcha, 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 gotcha. And I mm-hmm. think getting an article from Forbes about this is a bad idea. VGA Awards nominee. And it's weird that uh, the Avengers 4 director is going to be there as well. So I will be getting, it's going to be a crazy show. It's going to be a crazy show. It's very different than what your expectation is. You know, it's got so many different things going on last year. There was music, right? There were, there were, I I think they had Zelda, um, Zelda orchestra there. Uh, They had the weird dude from uh, away. Is it a way out? Mm, Yeah. 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 That developer. Um, He's going to be back. So who knows what he's going blank, to do? Blank the Oscars. Yeah. So it's it, it will definitely be interesting. 
so IGN does have um, denominations and the categories. Um, there are a ton. Yeah, right there are. So we're not going to go go through all of them, um, but uh, let's just go. Maybe best <coughs> score slash music. Okay. Um, again, I haven't played all these games that are here. I've played some of them. But for best music, we have Celeste, God of War, Marvel's Spider-Man, Nino Kuni 2, Octopath Traveler, and Red Dead Redemption. Corey, go. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go with God of War. Uh, oh. Just the whole score. Like, when you were in battle, you felt the battle uh, and the music going on. It was It was really awesome. God of War, okay. Uh, yeah, and I'm trying. To, I'm I'm keeping I'm keeping I'm keeping a tally. I'm keeping a tally okay. so we can look at it later. Uh, okay. So best score music. Um. Oh, I also. Are we I mean, are we allowed to vote for the same thing? Yeah. Okay. I, I I've got to go. God of War too. That that is okay. the soundtrack. That um. It was funny. My 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 boss at work. He d- didn't have. He didn't have. He doesn't have a PlayStation. He does. He doesn't own a PlayStation. But when I uh, played God of War, heard the music. Bear McCready is just an absolute monster. He is such a good composer. And I, 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 I went to my boss and I was like, "Look, I know you don't even have a way to play this game, but please listen to the soundtrack." And we, I, I swear to you, we listened to the soundtrack every day before work for three months straight. It was wow. it, it was probably my favorite sound, soundtrack in uh, probably two years. Wow. So what do you what do you have, Geo? Um, I've only played one of the games there, <laughs> uh, so it's Octopath Traveler, uh, Red Dead Redemption. I didn't play much of it, but Octopath Traveler, it's it's yeah, it's um, it's, it's it's awesome. So yeah, that's that's really all I got. I can't contribute much there. Um, so let's move on to best independent game. Uh, we have Celeste, Dead Cells. Uh, they misspelled it here, but Into the Breach, Return of Oberdin, and The Messenger. Um, for me, it's it's going to have to be Dead Cells. Um, and I understand, I think Celeste will probably win this category. Um, but out of those, I think Dead Cells is the best independent game. Because I think Celeste is also up for Game of the Year. <clears throat> yes, it is. So it's definitely not going to win that category, but it should win this category. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I would go with Celeste. It's just real short spurts of just awesomeness. It's really well put together. So that was definitely going to be what I'm going to be. Uh, yeah, I also wanted to go Celeste. Um, I felt like I felt like it was a breath of fresh air with platformers, and I loved just how brutally difficult it was. But the the developer thought about that and and gave you like an assist mode. I think I think that the game was just as smartly crafted as it was a a good solid game. And the visuals I thought were really well done for a you know a, a graphical style that has kind of been done and done and done and done. I thought. That but between the graphical style and the way that it felt, the physics to it, the weight to it, I thought I thought Celeste takes it. Cool, 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 cool. Um, so then we have 
do you want to go best RPG yet, or do you want to go something different? Let's let's hold let's hold RPG for a sec. Okay, okay. Don't shout at me. <laughs> um, let's go. Um, oh man, this is tough because I there there are games here I haven't haven't played. Um, let's just go quick. Best ongoing game with Destiny Two, okay. Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Overwatch, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. For me, this is pretty easy. Uh, Overwatch. Go. Phil. No. 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 It's No Man's Sky because I was day one oh. No Man's Sky, and I actually enjoyed it when it first came out. But it was maybe after so a day of playing, you're I was the one that enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think it was just because I was just hyped for it for so long. I just I'm one of those that like maybe a little Stockholm syndrome gets in there, and I'm just like, oh, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's 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 wonderful. I promise. Uh, but then I did, I didn't touch it. So I played it for maybe a week, I guess. And then I didn't touch it. And then whatever they called this last update over the summer, I was like, oh, you know what? Well, let's pop it in and see what it is. It, it has changed immensely. It was kind of the experience of having to relearn a game again. I died a lot, but, uh, yeah, it, it's just incredible that one, they didn't give up on the game yeah. and two, that they've done what they have to the game. It's just really good. They just un- did another update. Yeah, work. I think X- Xbox helping them out, kind of pull them out yeah. of their grave, really helped them out. I, I would, I would, I would love, and Gio, you and I talked about this a couple weeks ago. I would love for No Man's Sky to win something to just sort of honor Corey, like you were saying. You know, their their stick to it. I that, that's not my choice for this category, but no. yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I would love that for that team. Yeah, it's going to be Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. Mean, that that game has just taken over. Uh, now I work in the school system. You want to? I mean, that's just everybody is talking about Fortnite. The Fortnite is just all over people's mouths. It's just nuts. Uh, yeah, Fortnite was my was my choice here because look, I don't think it should win Game of the Year like you know some people have it going for, but like it's got to win something in my mind because for a game to take over the universe like it did and smartly for it being a game that wasn't battle Royale to begin no. with, to be a complete shift in business model and to be successful at it, to go from being just PC to be on, on basically every single device mm. in a single year is just absolutely astounding and you know love or hate the game i think that what they've done with that game is just super smart and you know they deserve some sort of recognition it it was incredible and i was i was day one on save the world like i played Mm -hmm. the original i was like well this is this is pretty fun but then just to see what they've done like i was just it's crazy yeah Yeah, like we haven't we haven't really seen it before like the what they did was just it it was it was it was neat to watch and not only is it on everything, it plays <laughs> everything. well yeah. on everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah, that's that's a great point. And you can play everybody on everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can play. You can be they, on PS4 they playing. Tore down get, the wall. Well, yeah. Uh, well, I, I almost <laughs> I, I said PS4. I don't know. Is it? I don't know yes. if it's okay. You can't it's now. at the very least, it's on a beta trial but yeah well, i mean i mean, I mean like cross yeah cross, cross play yes okay okay mm-hmm. okay yeah if, if they did that then they quite literally did what nobody has ever been done before yes that speaks volumes on itself that sony would budge on anything that I didn't they, think would they would bow a knee to anybody fortnite made them do it um mm-hmm. 
but to be able to play definitely play with somebody from switch xbox and iphone that's pretty incredible yeah. and for it to be halfway decent is just incredible yeah for sure Next, we have best action adventure game. Now, for me, this is kind of a group of death here. So we have Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Marvel's Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. So I played God of War, Red Dead, and Spider-Man, and those were all really, really good games. Uh, But God of War is just, I mean, it's another level. Yeah, I, I, I say because I I want to, yeah, a lot of these games are in Game of the Year. So whatever wins Game of the Year will win this. So this, this is kind of like the well, runner-up yeah. category. Um, and, you know, Marvel Spider-Man did get a lot of hype and praise, um, but I don't think nearly as much no. as, say, God of War or Red Dead Redemption. It was really good, but it's no God of War. I yeah. mean, you could feel the axe like hitting your hand, like through the controller. It seemed like it was just a, it was just, and then you would go from a fight scene, a dragon's jaw would fall around you, and you be stoic, and then you go and it just seamlessly go into the next scene. It was just a beautiful game, and yeah, yeah it's just another level. I, I think, I think, uh, I think God of War, just kind of a sneak peek, will win Game of the Year. So Red Dead Redemption Two is winning Best Action Game here. That's what I feel. Uh, okay, so just to be different, because uh, I I do I I hear everything you're saying about God of War, and I think that that is super strong contender. I think we might be overlooking how much a lot of people loved Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Like a lot of people really? liked that game. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. liked that game. Um, because, because it took a lot of what origins did and it just kind of improved upon it. I mean, and it, it, it did give a lot now. I mean, this is sort of a, just a shot in the dark so that we'll, uh, we'll have some difference, but I'll, I'll be rooting for Assassin's Creed Odyssey in in this category. Hmm. All right. Not me. All right. (laughs) Then see, why do they have a best action, the game and then best action adventure game? Yeah. All right, well, I'm skipping best action game. Okay. So, um, I don't know. What do you think? Maybe I think, I think, I think, RPG, yeah, game? yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's what we do now. All right, let's just go to uh, what we Ooh, care about. Just, what? Maybe strategy game that has a lot of. Uh, oh, where, do, where is that? I got, do you want me to just roll it off real quick? Sure. Yeah. Okay, the, the games are Valkyria Chronicles 4, Battletech, Banner Saga 3. Into the Breach and Frostpunk. All right. Valkyria Chronicles 4 will take that. I think a lot of people like Into the Breach. It's go- probably going to win best in. Is it. Uh, I think they're in it in another category. Um, but Valkyria Chronicles 4, I think, will take that one. Yeah. I think you're right. Can you read? Can you read that list again? Because our yep. IGN uh, article does not have strategy. Yeah, Valkyria Chronicles Four, BattleTech, the the Banner Saga Three, Into the Breach, and Frostpunk. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. I I 
think I've got to go VC4. My as much as I loved Banner Saga 3, my problem with it is that it's really not a standalone game. Like you have to play the others narrative wise to yeah, even right. understand what's going in uh, going yeah. on in in Banner Saga 3. So for that reason alone, I think I've got to give it to a game. I feel like you could kind of jump in on, um, and, and really, and really, um, play to its fullest, you know? So Valkyria Chronicles, I mean, Frostpunk might be that as well. Well, I also just don't really know. I haven't played those. I haven't either. Uh, so cool. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty good category too. Uh, so let's go best RPG. Uh, we have Dragon Quest Eleven, which the Switch may never see. <laughs> Monster Hunter World, Nino Kuni Two, Octopath Traveler, Pillars of Eternity to Deadfire. Where is Divinity Original Sin Two? <laughs> the greatest, the greatest, uh, the Rob of all time. Oh man. Okay, that would have been my vote, but apparently it's not here. But I'll let you guys right in. I played Monster Hunter World a ton, mm-hmm. but I haven't finished Dragon Quest Eleven yet. But I'm really enjoying that. I think that one's gonna win. So yeah, yeah, I think that's a strong choice. Um, uh, Gio, go ahead and do yours. I'm 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 You're noting down. Your... I'm noting down our answers. Oh, I thought you were doing your taxes. Uh, so <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I'd really, uh, I'd love to see Octopath win. Um, I just want to see a Nintendo game win this category, and um, they're the only ones. And, I, <laughs> and if it so were I mean, any other Nintendo one, he would definitely go with that one because he, he wishes it, that it was something it, different. It wouldn't Octopath. have been this one, that's for sure. <laughs> it didn't even win the Switch RPG for for him. No, no, no. Um, Pillars of Eternity is, uh, I guess it's rumored or or it is coming to the Switch. And uh, I, I've seen gameplay of that. It looks really cool. It's got a lot of the voice actors from uh, Critical Role, um, which really interests me. I'd love to play Dragon Quest Eleven, but I mean, who knows when uh, when we'll see that? If we see that Monster Hunter World, I don't know about that one. <laughs> I really, I don't know. I, it doesn't do it for me, though. I have it. It was a loot. The loot. The loot. The loot. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Well, you may not know about it. <laughs> and it may not have been completely a game for me, but it almost was. <laughs> I, I am going Monster Hunter World here. I am very happy that it's also being considered for Game of the Year. I think that it is absolutely incredible for the kind of game that it is. It's such a like a... A, a niche game and i mean it has been for the entirety of its you know, of its life i mean it's 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 been on portable title portable title portable title yes it has had a fan base but talk about a welcome to the big boy stage with monster hunter world and welcome to new gen uh, the the current gen consoles i think yep. that it was an incredible story and i think that the way that it absolutely stormed the world for about three months really until kind of the summer you know the, i played the, it until god of war came out yeah and yeah. that's kind of when the 
so April. Yeah, yeah. Came out in January. Yeah, yeah. It it really capitalized on that early year. There wasn't a whole lot of competition. And so people were putting 400 hours into this game. And I, so I think from that standpoint, I'm going to go, f- I'm going to go with Monster Hunter World because I think it's just a great story. Yes, I think DQ 11 was a good game, but I think it's like what we expect from DQ 11. It Absolutely, was cool to yeah. see, it was cool to see a, a modern, you know, a modern Dragon Quest game, but it's like, we kind of expect that we didn't expect the level of success from monster hunter that we got. Um, I also just don't think that Nino Kuni two had enough variety, had enough sort of meat on the bones to really take it over. And that's coming from someone who really loved Nino Kuni two. I just didn't think there was enough there. Um, and then Octopath traveler. Yes. I'd love a Nintendo game to take it, but I, once again, Kind of like with Nino Kuni 2, I just, there's not enough there for me. You're talking about Monster Hunter that you could easily put 400 hours into. Uh, and then Pillars of Eternity, I want to love that series. I just haven't given it enough time. So I'm going curveball Monster Hunter. I, I, I mean, it, there's you're not stretching because, again, it's, it's up for game of the year. So it's yeah. probably not going to win game of the year. It could very well win best role-playing game. So... Yeah, it's just Monster Hunter is just not just not for me. That's all. Just like action. I mean, you like action RPGs. That not that an action RPG? Yeah, but there's loot. Oh, the loot. <laughs> the loot. Like in Border, Borderlands. And, and you could ride, ride the monsters for the scale, the dagger. scale in that game. <laughs> it was just it was just downright fun. It's yeah. just and it's been well documented yeah. with me like you couldn't pause the the missions could take an hour long and i just i didn't a lot of times my playstations can't just be uninterrupted so it was downright fun though it was just a yeah. lot of fun especially if you had people to play with if you had a yes. buddy two buddies someone or like a random or a random person see i never played i never played with randoms but some of my favorite uh, game, uh, gaming memories this year was with two of my friends on our PS4s in a living room uh, playing Monster Hunter World together. It was great. I have it. It'll just stay <laughs> shrink wrapped forever. All right. Talk so about. Game... <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was just gonna say talk about. No, I did pop it in like a couple days ago, and I didn't know what what I was doing. I was like, I don't have time to relearn this. <laughs> it was a good. It was a good thought. You gotta I'm relearn keep... the language. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to just keep my memory. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then finally, game of the year. We have Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Celeste, God of War, Marvel's Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World, Red Dead Redemption 2. So for me, it's going to be God of War. Uh, I think that might be the common consensus between us all. These are all very good games, except for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. (laughs) I mean, you Um, can ride a unicorn. Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) So you can actually ride a unicorn in that game? I've seen pictures of people riding unicorns. I've never played the game. Fantastic. Um, So, (laughs) I, I mean... I would love to have played that game when my PlayStation 4 arrives 
never. Um, <laughs> I will play that game. Um, Red Dead Redemption, from what I've played, is visually stunning, and I would assume that God of War is that as well. I mean, I know that they're very different um, games in terms of how they're you know how they're played. Um, Red Dead is obviously more of an open world game, whereas God of War is more of an open world on rails, or is it just on rails? Uh, it's on rail, yeah, rails, yeah. rails, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it, a little bit. You a little bit okay? Uh, I would say you you can go wherever you want. You're just yes. going to be railed till you, you know, yes, you know. So like, it's just not open area. That that's what we'll say. It, it's okay. Uh, you can go wherever you want. To, once you get to a certain point, you can go. You can travel back, but it's kind of corridored in a way. Yeah. But You'll in a way di- that do, you don't really feel it. You no, know? exactly. And that that it. Yes, that's it. Completely agree with that. You don't feel like you're kind of being guided. You kind of feel like there's sometimes when you do, obviously, but for the most part, you feel like you're the one doing it. I've never played a game that I felt like I was doing so much of it as God of War. It was, yeah. it was great. And I think, I think the reason it wins for me is like when I was, um, like when I was talking about Celeste. Actually, it was just like the way that the game is built is almost as impressive as like how fun the game is itself. The way that God of war is built, it just seems like from the ground up, every mechanic kind of fits together in, in, in this sort of mosaic of just beauty that we haven't really seen before. Like the amount of polish on it was incredible. And I know we heard in, in all of the press leading up, you know, a single shot, single shot. You, there's no camera breaks. And I think that it succeeded. Like, I, I, I was even kind of burning out on that. Like, okay, yeah, but is this going to be gimmicky? And it wasn't. The fact that I forgot that it was single shot while I was playing is a testament to how good of a no camera break system it was. Because it didn't feel cheap. It felt real, and I think that the fact that there were no like camera breaks for cutscenes really helped with the corridors, because one of the most well-known corridor game of all time is Final Fantasy XIII. One of the reasons the corridors are so bad is because you can't go left to right, and every four steps there's a cutscene that breaks breaks you. So you're going four steps, cutscene, four steps, cutscene. And you feel claustrophobic. But God of War, even when cutscenes come in, it's just like an extension and the camera's moving around you and it feels like an open space. So whenever you get control of him again, which sometimes I sat there waiting for the cutscene to continue (laughs) and realized I'm supposed to be walking, that was just really cool. It was just a really unique gaming experience. And on top of that, it was just fun and a really good game. And I also yeah. think I also think because time has passed, Corey, like you mentioned, it was back in April. We forget mm-hmm. just how big of an impact it the the big footprint that it left. I mean, we're talking 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, all over hundreds on 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 most every site that that reviewed it. Right. I mean, that is monumental. I yeah, I I think we're we're all in consensus here that God of War. Will be the victor here. 
And, uh, and, and two, I feel like Red Dead Redemption 2 kind of came out a little flat. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I know it got some high scores, but I didn't, I didn't really feel the, the love for it like I thought I was going to. No, I mean... No. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Corey. No, I would say that it is a little divisive, a little bit, uh, slightly, uh, and not even counting into like how it's doing the online now, but uh, just the fact that, I don't know, I enjoyed it, but some people didn't like the pacing of it. Some people didn't like just, they. I guess they just had more, I maybe after playing God of War, they just expected a little more of a, of a polishness on some aspects. But I think like when you're playing a Rockstar game, like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a next level rockstar game in my book, but it's not, I don't think the accomplishment is quite as grand as what God of war was able to do. Yeah. And they had some negative publicity going into the game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Release as well. Um, but you're right. There are some from, again, only from what I played, there are some pay- pacing issues. The animations uh, kind of just, uh, just by looting, it just kind of throws that, that get that game pace off. Um, you know, yeah. you going to loot a chest and it just takes forever to do that. Um, but I also think that probably in, and I'm not, I'm not saying across the board, I'm, I'm really kind of talking about myself here, but because of just the, just how successful, uh, GTA five has been over the years and just the, the juggernaut that had, that has grown, grown into, I guess I was expecting what rockstar did. It, you just, you know, it's going to be flawless, but at the end of the day, it's still a rockstar game. So there is going to be divisiveness. There is going to be controversy there, no matter what they do. So that, you know, it, this probably did release exactly how could have been expected. I was probably just right. sort of a little blinded by that juggernaut that is GTA. Yeah, and their their games continue to grow. Um, it's not like an ongoing game, but their game continues to grow. Even GTA Five yeah. is currently being played a ton, especially online. So um, their their game will continue to morph into whatever it is when their next release comes out. So, um, but it's definitely you know there's a lot of replayability with Red Dead because it has online. God of War is I don't think there's any yeah. uh, replayability there, uh, but it is it is quite from what I've heard, especially from the way you guys talk about it, it's quite an adventure. So, um, awesome. Very good. <coughs> Excellent. I've run out of water. <laughs> uh, just checking something here. Yeah, cool. Um, all right. Well, great discussion guys. And like we said, if you listen to this Friday, let us know how we did. I've got our, our answers official right here. They're in the books, so we'll we'll be watching tomorrow night and see how they did. Um, you can tweet at us and uh, or jump in Discord. We've got a um, at the Switch RPG Discord, which is discord.switchrpg.com. Um, we've got a a channel just for that. So get in yep. there if you want to watch the the show with some friends. It's a great place to be. So. That is actually going to wrap up what I think has become the longest episode in Switch RPG podcast history. What? So if you are listening at this point, thank you so much for being uh, along for the ride. And we want to thank Corey of RPG Reruns for being along for the ride with us as well. 
Thank it's been you. Great. Absolutely. Having Thanks you for on. having me. Yeah, absolutely. It was a blast. And thank you once again, everyone, for listening and for interacting with us, answering our side quests last week and sending questions this week. Keep them coming. Remember, you can always get in touch with us by tweeting at us at SwitchRPG and also hitting us up through email. Um, that is um, ooh, podcast at SwitchRPG.com. And then remember that you can listen to us. You can watch us live every Wednesday night at youtube.com slash switchrpg and that we go live at 9.30 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. I said it correctly this week. And you can listen to us on your favorite podcast app every (laughs) Friday. Uh, And if you like what you hear, remember you can head over to patreon.com slash switchrpg. Throw us a dollar or two. If not, you just being a part of the community is what we love. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you love Switch stuff, you want to head over to SwitchRPG.com for all kinds of Switch RPG content, content, sorry, content, articles, podcasts, YouTube. It's all the great all stuff. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to leave you with this thought. Leave you with this thought. Back in... 1986. Whoa. A little sports game was created. It was called Madden. It was developed by none other than Bethesda Game Studios. One of the greatest RPG makers of all time. Just want to leave you with food for thought. Thank you, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Have a good week. You're, You're the tiger. Oh my god. Good. You're the tired. Goodbye. We're leaving. So long. See you, everybody.